right here. So I want to. All right, good recorder. All right, my friends. So we have. Right, let me get Pablo up here. We got Mike Savino from uh, the director of operations from M1 Finance on board, and uh, we had a little bit of technical issues on the front end. So if you're seeing this little phone uh, uh, icon here, that's okay. It just means Mike is talking on his phone, uh, but we can hear him just fine. But you know, I'm a big fan of M1 Finance. Uh, I was uh, Mike. I was made aware of it by a, uh, a, a one of my YouTube channel subscribers. And I opened an account about two months ago. And I did a video on it, man. I love it. And uh, I said, and, uh, I forgot the guy's name who reached out to me, Patrick. Yeah, that's what it was. I said, man, I love mm -hmm. to hear somebody about the program. So here you are. So, Mike, uh, give us the background. Tell us your backstory, and uh, and you know, tell us how you what you did before you were on M1 Finance, and you know how you find yourself here. Yeah, yeah. So M1 Finance. I've been here since we started. We started in the spring of 2015. Um, prior to M1, I uh, worked for larger financial institutions, most recently Nuveen Investments, a big mutual, mutual fund shop here in Chicago and Minneapolis. Um, back in the spring of 2015, Brian Barnes, our CEO and founder, uh, called me up and said, hey, hey, you want to quit, quit your job and uh, help me get this going? I got a good idea. Um, and then that's how, how we got it going. Uh, it took us about a year to get through all the regulatory stuff, oh. obviously, uh, a ton of that stuff in this space. Um, launched beta in spring of 2016 to friends and family, launched product to the public um, in the fall of 2016. So we're about, about three years in. Man, okay. Uh, and, uh, and you're in Chicago. We're here in Chicago. Um, team of uh, about 45 now here in oh. Chicago. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's exciting. Got, got some new office space coming in uh, uh, Jan 1. So yeah, moving a little bit out of the, the scrappy startup mode. Uh, we started in uh, Brian's apartment back in 2015, so we're moving on up in the world. But uh, yeah, so, so the, the impetus of M1 Finance was always, let's create a platform for how we wanted to manage our money. Yeah. Um, me and Brian, both self-directed investors, and I think a big word there is, is the investors part, where a lot of the discount brokers, the E-Trades, the Schwabs of the world have done a good job helping self-directed investors, kind of giving them a ton of options, but they were built on a, a per trade model. Um, they are built for traders. That's who makes them the most of their money. Um, so we're like, well, shouldn't something exist for people that are self-directed and do want to choose what they want to invest in and take advantage of all this new automation that's coming around from the robos of the yeah. world and the technology and the mobile first platforms and all of that kind of stuff. So we wanted to say, Hey, you come to us, you just tell us what you want to own. So when you come to M1, you can create a portfolio of any of you got 7,500 stocks and ETFs that trade on NYSE, NASDAQ and BAT. You come to us, you create that portfolio on a percentage basis. And then you kind of just set the automation. So you say, I can give, you can give us $100,000 or $100. You can give us $20 a month or $1,000 every two weeks. You, yeah. you can set those kind of structures. You can have your money automatically redeploy when you get your dividends. You can allow it kind of to um, build up as cash and then make those buys. So you kind of set it and how you want to um, manage your money. Um, since 2016, that's when we launched uh, the brokerage platform. Um, the big kind of moments in our history was uh, December of 2017, we went completely free. Um, we had a wrap fee, an AUM-based fee before that. So we went free and you see the, the whole world. Uh, if, if you look back at our blog in 2017, basically our thing was, 
we realized we could be free the way the structure works. Um, and on the brokerage side, just kind of like banks are free, your checking account's free, uh, brokerage accounts can be free too. We also saw that that is the way the world is going, so we might as well get out in front of it. Yeah. Um, and, and we saw that a month ago that the whole world did go free, so happy, happy to be there first. Well, why do you say a month ago the whole word went free? What, would it be talking about Schwab or Vanguard or something? I'm like that? talking, yeah, talking about Schwab. Um, and then, well, Interactive Brokers actually went a week before Schwab. Um, at least on retail equity trades, they've all gone free. Um, so Schwab went, and then immediately E Trade, TD Ameritrade, and the like um, all, all followed suit. So free is no longer a super competitive advantage, yeah, which, right. is not, which is which is a whole new world, but which means it's kind of a level playing field that free is expected now. So then it is, what does the product do for me and how can the product allow me to manage my money in a better way that maybe you're counting better as I save more, counting better as I have more choice, counting better as I have more access to it, however you're counting that. So it is a product challenge now, which we're happy, we're happy to compete in. Um, the next big things were, um, spring of 20 what year 2018 right after we went free about three months later we launched our portfolio line of credit product uh which is called m1 borrow um so any account that is over ten thousand dollars on our platform any taxable accounts not iras um you have immediate access to a portfolio line of credit um at one of the lowest rates on the market right now it's 3.25 percent for our plus subscribers and three and a half percent for um all subscribers uh or all all account holders and that product is really portfolio line of credit, especially coming from institutional space, is a tool that has always been used um, by the, the ultra wealthy. Yeah. Um, but there's no reason that you shouldn't have at least access to that yeah, and have absolutely. access to that line of credit um, for once you are over that 10 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand. Right. You don't have to use it, but if you ever have those liquidity needs, um, it's kind of always going to help you there so you can plan accordingly. Um, and then, right on. and then this year we just launched our, um, checking product, oh. um, which we call M1 spend, um, which comes with one and a half percent interest for the plus subscribers and 1% cash back on it. Um, the real goal of all of that though, is we can go back to the beginning was M1, um, which will, uh, maybe you can ask me later what, why we called it M1 and then we can get into that, but it was, it was always, it was always meant to be this holistic product. Um, that allowed you to create the automation to remove all the frictions in yeah. investing money. Um, take away, hey, I have a checking account and then I have to move money to my broker's account. There's fees or there's things that involve there. If I need to borrow, I need to have a mortgage. I need to have a car loan. I need to have a home equity loan and all of the frictions there. Yeah. By combining all of them and removing those frictions and the biggest friction obviously being cost. Um, so I tried to start with that one and allowing the flow of funds a little bit better um, just allows you, if you want to, and you are kind of the self-directed owner, owner of your finances to um, more efficiently manage your money, which, which, is, which is always kind of our mainstay, just be a little bit more efficient with it. So, so does, um, that was a lot of words, but uh, that, that, that's uh, the history of M1 in, uh, in, in two minutes. With the, uh, with the free, I mean, how do you, I mean, you got to make money. So where's, this is a question I always get. I don't know the answer. I mean, I, I get margin. I get all that stuff in terms of, you know, Schwab and their uh, intelligent portfolio that keeps 7% cash. I get all that, but how's M1 make money? Yeah. So we make money um, kind of in the same way banks make money. Um, 
so there, there is you can hold cash in our brokerage yeah. uh we like you said schwab makes you hold cash in their intelligence for we don't force you to hold cash but people in all brokers of all time you hold a little bit of cash in there so we make interest like like a checking account makes interest there um a second way we make money is on security lending so being able to lend out um positions that you own to short sellers at other brokerages so okay. kind of the same way that we make interest on cash we can make some interest on direct equity ownership okay. um which allows us to to uh, monetize those positions we then make uh money on an explicit charge for that uh line of credit okay. um so you're explicitly paying for that so that i think that one's easiest to explain and then with the spend product um cash deposits held in the bank and then when cards are swiped um same way a credit card company yeah. makes a little bit every time a card swipe we make money there um in reality, the nice thing uh, with Schwab going free and E-Trade going free, because for a long time, the same way you had this question, there was a question about M1 and can you be a real company? This free scared a lot of people, like there was some sort of scam or something okay. going on in the background. Yeah. So at least Schwab and E-Trade and all of them, yes, it makes it more competitive, but at least they've answered the same question um, that uh, we've been trying to answer that they've just been able to charge for a long time. So they kept charging, yeah. but, they didn't, but they didn't need to. If you really look at those uh, discount brokers, uh, financials, it's really 10 to 20% of their annual revenue was explicit equity trade commissions and the rest of it was everything else. Yeah. So that's why they were able to, to go it. free. Yeah. They just didn't go free because they didn't have to. Right. Uh, why go through? Why, why do it if you don't have to? Well, that is, it's just funny. The, uh... <laughs> The, the level of fees now that are, you know, the old days, if you're, you know, charging 25 basis points on an ETF, you're like, ah, oh, we are. Now it's everyone's like Schwab, you know, put an ad in the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, we are even 30% cheaper than Vanguard. I was like, dudes, but this game is, is well beyond. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is old now. I mean, nowadays it's so doggone cheap. It, it's irrelevant anymore. It's funny. It's, I just, I, it cracks me up the, uh, the competitors who've driven the cost low. I, it's uh, it's capitalism at its finest, man. As long, yeah. Even though it took you a year, a year to have the regulatory agencies approve it, it's still. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the problem. Is that's the barrier to entry? And uh, I'm surprised you guys. I would have gone crazy, man. I don't think I could have dealt with that. But, it's, uh, uh, but now it's good to be on this side of it now. <laughs> now, it's, now it's good. Yeah, but, once you're uh, yeah. here, it's like the water's warm, but man, you got to get yeah. to the beach to jump in the water. You know what I'm saying? Like, for for sure. Which I mean, there's a reason for all of it, and you can't just be signing retail clients up across the country without it. But yeah, it's it's part of the part of it all. Um, which I think the big reason um, why financial and fintech has gotten popular over the last ten years, which seems yeah like the last industry that is really making this move um, because of all those barriers, because um, people are more comfortable with the chases of the world and the JP Morgan and the Maryland, because they have those names and those histories because money's emotional. You're not finding M1 on your phone and ready to give over your life savings. But I think we've come to a point and a little bit of a tipping point where people are getting more comfortable oh, with yeah. internet first companies, mobile first companies, um and yep. seeing that there is no not the special sauce we're regulated we follow the same exact rules as the big guys we have the same specific insurance as the big guys. so it's 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 all kind of the same so it took longer people are slower to move it because it is money and you're not you're ready to download uber the next day you're like i'll try it it's, i'll I believe it tomorrow if not but i'm not ready to 
um, transfer over my Schwab account to um, this new this new thing I got on my phone. So no, that's, it, does, man, that's it does come with it down. And, and, you know, once, yeah. the, I mean, this is what happened to Vanguard. It took Vanguard forever. And then next thing you know, the floods are open and, you know, now they got, I mean, it's just once, once people got accustomed to it, you know, the, you, you can read the writing on the wall, the big uh, wirehouses, it's a, uh, it's doomsday scenario. And, and, you know, Hey, that's, that's, that's by, fine by me. I mean, my goodness, they were yeah. making a lot of money for not putting any, uh, this is me talking, not M1, <laughs> uh, but making a lot of money by adding not much value. In fact, if anything, I'd argue taking away value was, you know, pretty heavy fees, but, uh, Nowadays, it's funny because a guy, you know, we always think the older people, and I'm 49, so I'm not young anymore, but the older people, the baby boomers, they don't like finance or, or technology. And it was the older people that told me about M1. And I said, oh, let me check this out. And uh, same thing. I started with, I think I put a thousand bucks in there. I do like 500 bucks a month. And I literally just had the account for two months. And uh, yeah, you know, same, you know, once you get a level of feel, you're at your end of your statements, you see all that's going on. I, man, it's only a matter of time if I roll more money over there simply because it's, it's easy. Let me ask you a question. Is I, I do like – one of the things I love about M1 is that you can buy a set portfolio of ETFs. Like, we'll just use dogs to Dow, a strategy. You know what I'm saying? How does that work? Like, do you contract out with people to do like, – how does it even – who does all that stuff? Um, a guy named Craig Israelson does a 712 portfolio. And I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff, but I'm not a big fan – of having to go in there every month and buy an ETF of all these different things. And that's how I found you. I said, I don't know a solution to this. And some guy said, you just go to M1. I said, what? So how do you get that logistically where you have all these different strategies that can get, that anyone could buy into? It's freaking awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's the exact uh, mentality we always had where it's something that just made sense to us. And we were shocked that it didn't exist where, you have these things you want to own on a percentage yeah. basis and, and I just want to deploy capital to it. And with the automation technology where it is, in, in reality, all, all of our trading and our portfolio management is proprietary software on our side. We handle all of the trading here um, in-house and that's, that's actually a big thing of what I do um, yeah. here. Um, but you're, you're mentioning kind of our, our pie infrastructure. So yeah, exactly. Portfolio based on, what we call what we call pies. So every slice yeah, of your portfolio you know. can be an individual security or it can be its own portfolio itself. It's kind of like a nested folder structure on a yeah. computer. And when you invest money, it kind of waterfalls down into what's what's underweight, what's overweight, trying to always push you back. Um, and then on, on the fractional trading side, um, we, we allow you to trade down to one uh, ten thousandth of, of a position um, because in, in reality, you it's computer anymore. Like we don't have to trade in full lots anymore. Uh, we don't, we don't trade in individual positions anymore. So we're able to allow you to allocate um, down to the penny on each of those positions and, and help exactly in your scenario. Somebody, I have this, I want to put money to work. Um, but I think what, what, what you're mentioning is most people in that scenario, then they only invest once a year then because yeah. it is, it was painful. So that's not the exactly. most efficient. I mean, it's the oldest thing in the world. Time in the market is better than time in the market. Right, and it's like, right. Yeah, so you're, you're wasting 12 months every year on not putting your money in. So just uh, forcing it to come out of your paycheck. Also, the good behavioral economics. So you got, if that sits in your uh, bank account to the end of the year before you invest, you have a lot better chance of spending that money before exactly. the end of the year. Yep. So, so uh, try, trying to make everything work more yep. efficiently. Yeah. So we, we how do you talk, get the actual pies though i mean you got tons of pies on m1 i'm like well it's i mean literally 
as a, uh, I, I could literally waste you know weeks on end just examine them all because I like that stuff. I like the data, and I, I told myself don't do that because I'll I'll never come back up the rabbit hole, which is good. But how do you get all those pies? Like, I mean, do you go out there and say, I don't know, Josh has a, a freaking sunshine pie, and let's talk to, it? or how how do you get them on the platform? Yeah, so there's there's kind of two flavors. We do have a menu of what we call expert pies, which um, are created in house. There's only there's about seventy of those. Um, They're similar. If people are familiar with Diamond or Wealthfront, they have those similar type of just like general investing methodologies. There's some um, cooler, more specific ones like our hedge fund tracking ones and all all of that. Um, but the nice thing is with the M1 and the community that's able to build is that we allow, and I think what you're mentioning, seeing that dogs and dogs, because that's not something that we've created or uh, the, other, the other portfolio you mentioned. Right. If you create this allocation based on percentages, we allow you to share that. So people do share pretty actively on Reddit and people share on their Twitter or they can email their, their friends and family, maybe your friend or your, your brother has a lot, little bit more knowledge and he can help you and he can just share that portfolio with you directly and you're able gotcha. to, to click on it, add it to your own account, create your own account. So it, it does, it does the, the, the social aspect um, is helpful there because there's a lot of people that know a lot that are around you that maybe have good ideas. People just share what, what they're investing in. Yeah. Obviously it doesn't show how much money or anything you have, it just shows that static allocation. So. In reality, most of it, most of it is, is user generated, and oh, okay. that's where we find excitement there because people do like it. People do like sharing it. Oh, that's cool. So that's uh, yeah. all those different portfolios. I know you got the expert ones, and I saw these other ones too. I say oh, yeah, that there's just people, dudes out there, and, and ladies saying, "This is my idea. I'm going to share it with the public, and they can use it or not." Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fantastic, man. That's uh, that's that's man, that's pretty cool. And the nice thing I I found about M1 too is if you go like a complete passive, right? This is what I tell people. Say, man, you just, you know, buy the total stock index and whatever. And then you say, but yeah. I can also buy these other strategies in case something else works. You see what I'm saying? I, without, without reinventing the wheel, without pulling my hair in my head to actually make the trades and all that, you just put the money in. It's, uh, it's fantastic. And I, I mean, I, yeah. I just, that's the one thing is like you said, if you don't dollar cost average in, you're probably likely to spend the money and who yeah. actually wants to go in there and buy 122 shares of XYZ and 192 shares of you know, ABC? No one wants to do that. No one's going to do that. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Now, I guess the one thing is you guys trade like a mutual fund once a day. Is that, is that, is that it? Or how does it work in terms of the actual uh, execution? Again, sorry yeah, about my I'm dog not- here. He's a... Uh, no, no, no nice to get on uh, camera, uh, Mike. He's a he's he's a camera hog. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I see it. Uh, uh, yeah, we. Uh, yes, you're correct. You're, you're mentioning our trading window. So we, we do trade once a day. We actually now trade uh, twice a day for our plus subscribers. Once okay. in the morning, and once in the afternoon. Um, and the whole reason for trading once a day one keep costs down for users, but the, the, or I guess that's the secondary reason. The first reason is for fractional share ownership. Uh-huh. Um, so functionally how fractional shares work is that when you go to the street to actually purchase something, you, you have to buy it in full shares. Right. So for us to be able to facilitate everybody's fractional share ownership, we have to be able to buy everybody's Apple during a single uh, uh-huh. period. So then we can allocate the 2.3 shares to Josh, 2.7 right. shares to, to Michael, 1.2 shares to Steve and then M1 will take on the rest. Gotcha. Um, so, so it's, it's really a, a matter of 
uh, the fractional share ownership. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And I, I, being frank, I could care less about the, the trading active during the day. I mean, it's no other different than a mutual fund. I mean, that's, you know, mutual fund executes at what, 405? And, you know, if you got yeah. your order in and your pre-market order is still not going to execute to 405, it doesn't matter. So, um, so yeah, what's the backstory behind the name of M1? I am curious about um, that. Yeah, M M1 was always a play on the uh, money supply definition, so the ah, government's definition of M1 money supply, so the most liquid money supply. Gotcha. Because the, the whole thesis behind M1 was that in, we started in 2015, you're like, uh, a share of Apple is just as fungible as a dollar bill on the street, probably more nowadays, <laughs> like actual physical cash, where there shouldn't be this restriction between the two. Um, it's all ones and zeros on a computer anyway, so... We felt that a share of Apple or that portfolio line of credit or actual physical cash or your yeah. debit card should all just be as fungible yeah, we have okay. for all of those things. So if you can create a world where all of those are just as liquid, um, that, that was that was kind of the goal here at M1. So um, uh, Brian is the initial founder. He's got to be an economist by trade, I guess, right? He, um, yeah, he, he uh, went to uh, Stanford, obviously, they all do. Okay. Um, but then, uh, no, he was, he was a management consultant, um, okay. out in Los Angeles before he started this, but, uh, by trade, I think his, his whole story is mostly he's managed his money by his own on like TD or one of the other discount brokerages from a, okay. from a pretty young age. Um, but he was always a investor and he always had a separate Excel spreadsheet outside okay. of TD Ameritrade to <laughs> manage uh, what percentage allocations were in what, what's overweight and underweight, and then going to TD Ameritrade and typing in and executing those trades to stay on balance. And it was, hey, why it's been 15 years of doing this? Why, right. why, why aren't there the tools for investors? And I think the, the answer is they're, they're not profitable for, for those guys. They need trades, they need darts, they need all of those things. So uh, creating a model that has no branches, um, low cost on our side, so we can um, be the solution for people that are more passive in their trading but active in their choice. No, it's, man, I, see, I think that's great. And I, uh, well, I mean, I don't know, is it proprietary? What, how much assets has M1 raised so far up to this point? Not investors, but actually, like, you know, I own an account at M1, so how many? Yeah. Yeah, so, so we're, we're right at 100,000 customers, uh, oh. funded customers. We just went over that, and uh, right at $750 million okay. um, on the platform. But, uh, yeah, growing growing really quickly, more than doubling since the beginning of the year. So More than uh, doubling yeah. since the beginning of the year? Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll probably more than triple by the end of the year. So uh, we're excited about it. Um, the, the nice thing is you found out because somebody told you about it. Yeah. Uh, we get plenty of, we get a lot of our growth that way because M1 and all these FinTech players can kind of look the same. If you just went to our website, Betterment Rounded, Stash, Wealthfront, all, all these guys kind of look the same. So it does take how you're explaining somebody to maybe tell you, nudge you, and then you throw a couple bucks in. And M1 being a more passive investor does show its value in the in the longer term. So people do slowly understand it and start to feel comfortable with it. And then they make those those bigger transfers of, of their brokerage accounts and et cetera. So, um, yeah, it, it's been exciting. Where do you see yourself, you know, like five years? I mean, obviously, it's, I don't know. But I can see, like, you know, Ameritrade, E-Trade, Scott Trade. And I look, I get that. But they're all no longer. They're all part of a bigger firm. 
And I'm wondering mm-hmm. about if you have thoughts on the Betterments, Wellfronts, the M1s and whatnot. Is this, you know, it's like a, uh, uh, is there enough sustainability uh, for M1 to stay independent? Look, I got no call. I used to work at Schwab many, many years ago in Vanguard many years ago. So I, can, I don't yeah. like them as at all. But at the end of the day, the nice thing about the separation is it does create the competition that drives Schwab to be free. It drives Vanguard yeah. to be free. You see what I'm saying? But yet, if M1 were to be tucked into Schwab or Vanguard, uh, that eliminates some of the competition. I just wondered any thoughts. And obviously, I get it. You work there, but any thoughts on that? Like, can you keep yeah. in the street for for a few years to come? You think? Yeah, uh, that that is our goal. Um, we've always set up our kind of unit economics on how much we're able to make per dollar on the platform versus how much we're costing to get how much yeah. it costs us to get per dollar on the platform to make sense in the long term um, as, as we scale. Obviously, for everyone to have ultimate success, um, scale will forever be the name of the game, so we'll need yeah. to get up there. But yeah. the way we've built our financial model and our revenue model, it is based on a self-sustaining organization, and that is the goal. Um, it is why we've been able to get our users to date is because we've had full say in, in creating these tools, and we're super excited about yeah. the next phase in our product because this has always been our vision and we've always been marching towards getting all of these kind of pillars of our organization and kind of the utility um, with these uh, other financial institutions and being able to move money, invest money, borrow money. And now the, the nice thing is that we have the utility pillars in, in, in place. Now it's make it so much better for the customer, make the product so much smoother, make sure that you guys understand and see the value and add additional features that solely are adding value because we no longer need to build these kind of structural yeah. pillars with the, the regulatory issues, uh, working with other financial institutions issues and all that kind of stuff. So having in place where we can move money, invest money and borrow money um, really opens up our product um, to create new ideas, things that people haven't seen before, people, make it so you can manage your money in a completely different way. So super excited about the product and yeah, having full ownership that comes with um, owning, owning yourself. So um, yeah, that, that is the goal. Couple last questions, we'll let you get out of here. But uh, I haven't had any 1099s, obviously I haven't had my M1 account, but I mean the 1099, the end of year tax savings, those come from M1 specifically. I mean, you'll get those emailed or in the mail or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's just like it's just like any other broker. Okay. Um, a regular old broker. Uh, and you said you had SIPC uh, coverage too, so you are real yeah, legit. Typical. Okay, gotcha. It's uh, we're we're a regulated broker dealer. Um, the broker dealer. Right, okay. Everything's the same. Um, with your tax, you, we have the you download them on the app. Um, yeah. you get the, uh, we have a TurboTax integration, so if you use TurboTax, it'll yeah. link you right up there, so it loads it up for you. So. Um, just like, just like anybody else, um, which is, which has always been a struggle where, where you're new and, but the, 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 what is the same between us and JP Morgan is that we have to follow the same exact rules yeah. and regulations. So, um, they can spend a little more money and focusing on it, but, uh, it, 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 we are the same kind of regulated entity. So last question I got, Mike, is that, you know, this dog's name is Pablo. So I could literally go out there and put Pablo por- a Pablo portfolio, for instance, and I could name it that, I could create it, and then I could, you know, save it for other people if they were – I mean, I'm not going to do that because it bores me, but I know some people like that. <laughs> they could actually create something that other people can view, not their assets. I get that. But what the, the gist of the portfolio was, and other people can buy into that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – 
that's you, crazy. Uh, have a, you have a portfolio allocation that, that you've created or yeah. an individual pie that you've created. Yeah, you, people share them with their friends and family. People share them um, on the internet to show what they're doing or get some advice on, on what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah. It, is, it is a nice structure where it's, it, all it is is this portfolio allocation. It's all we're all, it's all we've always been doing, but this just kind of makes it a little bit easier to, to share and see yeah, visually, no, which, which makes it easier. Um, yeah. And then the other nice thing is if somebody, uh, we do have a user for user referral program. So if somebody clicks on your uh, portfolio and opens their account and you're signed up for the referral program, you, you, uh, you make a little bit of money too. But, so, but, so if you create um, a portfolio that someone clicks on it and then opens an M1 account basically through your portfolio created, you get, you know, a, you know, a, a small, you know, 50 bucks. I don't know. You don't have to say what it is and people can figure it out, but you get some kind of referral fee for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for user cool. user referral, like people see, uh, kind of like anybody else that has a user for user referral program, but the nice thing you can use your link to get people to sign up. But the nice thing with them, one, you can also, um, use your, uh, portfolio link. So oh, a little man. bit more that's of a, a, a selling tool. That's awesome. No, that's, uh, yeah. that's fantastic. I love it. And yeah. I and just folks uh, in, a, in the efforts of disclosure, I actually, if you open an account through me, my M1 link, I get paid tons of money, tons of money. And tons of money. <laughs> right, right. I don't, I'll be rich. I'll be rich, I tell you. But uh, that's good stuff, man. I, uh, that's the way it works, man. People share the knowledge of, of anything that's out there that works for them. And I just like the idea of if you can create your own portfolio and share that with me. I think it's cool, man. I think that's, that's I don't know if you can do that. Look, I'm familiar with Betterman. I don't know if you can do that or not. But, I, you know, at this stage, once you get a product that you like and you're comfortable with, and for me now is M1, I don't really care what other firms do. I just like what I yeah. see. Cool, that's for sure. And my, my, I'm telling you, man, my only concern, and this is not for you guys, yeah. but is a 1099 crap, man. It's not just M1, but JP Morgan, all the big wigs and little wigs. That is such a friggin' pain in the ass. I'm like, oh, <laughs> please make this easy. But uh, any I last think, words uh, for the audience here, Mike? What's up? Any last words, any thoughts jump out at you that you want to share with the uh, the YouTube and uh, podcast uh, world that we're going to put this on? Uh, I am, and last thoughts, um, M1 Finance is a, is a great platform. If you take my word for it, um, the nice thing is it's only $100 to, to start. So mm -hmm. um, like Josh said, it does show its value over time and it's getting comfortable with the new system, but you can always give it a try. It's free to try. You can, you can, you can leave it if, if you don't like it. So um, what I would say is it might look and smell and feel from the outside, like something you've seen before, or like any of the other, any of the other brokers out there. But if you are a passive owner and just a, a longer term investor, but you do want to have some active choice, but the frustration of managing all that keeps you from doing it. That's kind of right where, our, where our sweet spot is. And then lastly, once you start with a hundred bucks a month, for instance, just use that for example, and you're pretty comfortable with, you can do a trusty to trusty transfer or direct rollover from other IRAs and your employer plan into an M1 IRA or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. We do have all uh, account types. So the taxables, the joint individual taxable joint, the Roth IRAs, the traditional IRAs. And yes, um, just like any other custodian, you can come straight from Schwab, straight from E-Trade, straight from Vanguard if, if you want to. And our team handles that for you. Um, and then the direct uh, 401k rollovers into your IRA right, here cool, too. Man. So just like any other broker. All right, Mike, appreciate you being here. That's, uh, that's good stuff. And folks, again, I'll put a link in the show notes. But M1 and the website, just uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. What's the uh, website, Mike? M1finance.com. M1finance.com. And then you can get us. We're mobile on uh, 
both iOS and Android too. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for being Full here. Much obliged. Hey, thanks now. We'll see you.